This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello there, Duke fans, and welcome to DBR Bites, number 27. It is, oh, I'll be real, we're still recording this on Wednesday. We're recording this right after we recorded episode 560. So this will be in your feed on Friday morning in anticipation of the game that we have on Friday against Southern Indiana. Before we get into previewing the Screaming Eagles from the Ohio Valley Conference, I am Donald Wine. I am your host for this episode. Jason Evans is with me once again. Jason, hello. And as we say into the future, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, right. We can we can can we pretend like it happened? I, I ate too much, Donald. That's what that's what happened. <laughs> that is that, that's not going to change for me. Yeah, definitely going exactly. to have a few plates. Exactly. So, so Jason, as I mentioned, Southern Indiana, the Screaming Eagles come to Cameron on Friday night. This is the game that will complete the Blue Devil Challenge. Of course, we played Bucknell and LaSalle in the first two games of this early season challenge that we kind of put together. This is the third one. And so we're going to preview Southern Indiana, what they bring to the table, and really what what Duke needs to do to once again emerge victorious. Let's start out with the simple stuff. Southern Indiana, not one of the better teams in college basketball. In fact, one of the worst teams in college basketball. They are 338th in Kempom. One and five on the season. Their only win, Jason, is against Tiffin University. Tiffin University, Jason. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. I have because they are in Tiffin, Ohio, which is just down the road from Mansfield, Ohio, where my parents lived for a little bit uh, back in the 2005, 2010 range. So shout out Tiffin University, Division II school. Southern Indiana only won by three in that game. So this is yeah. not a team that's very that's, that's very good. Their losses have been to St. Louis University by 12, Michigan State by 23, Chicago State by 11. They lost to LaSalle by one point, and then they lost to Bucknell by nine. So this, and this is easily the, the biggest game for Southern Indiana on their schedule. We are easily the best team they will face during the regular season. They have two more games left against teams outside of division one. And then they get into the Ohio Valley conference, which is not one of the better mid-major conferences in America. Jason, before we get into the, to some of the analytics, let me break down a couple of the players. I know you have a couple that you want to highlight, but I want to highlight just kind of overall their main rotation, no freshmen, one, one senior, six juniors, four sophomores led by uh, a couple of guys, Jeremiah Hernandez, who averages 12.3 points per game. AJ Smith is their best scorer and rebounder, also averages 12.3 a game. 
8.7 boards a game. So he's the guy that you need to keep off the glass. The one thing that I think that they are going to do, they're going to try and shoot the basketball. But one thing that they do very well, Jason, is they turn the ball over. They average 14 turnovers a game. This is a team that if you get out and get pressure on them, especially from the perimeter, you can cause them to make a bad decision with the basketball. This is where that tempo that we had against LaSalle could really help because we could get the ball and go quickly the other way and get a lot of points. So Jason, let me turn the rest of it over to you. Talk about the analytics and also some of the players that you've seen uh, from the Screaming Eagles team that we need to look out for. Yeah, from a player standpoint, it's a guy named, um, I wanted to mention a a sharpshooter that I have named Jack, I think it's Milky, um, M-I-E-L-K-E. I'm going to guess that that's Milky. Uh, Dude takes a lot of three-pointers. He is 14 of 29 on threes this year. If you can't do that math, that's one shot short of 50%. Um, 14 of 29, really impressive. But the strange thing is, again, 29 three-pointers attempted, only attempted seven two-pointers this year. I was like, is that just like, is that just a you know one-time thing? Is it just something quirky this year? So I went back and looked at last year. Last year, he had 50 total shots he attempted on the season. 50 shots, 48 of them were three-pointers. <laughs> <laughs> dude knows where he's supposed to be on the floor. He is supposed to be outside the three-point arc awaiting passes so that he can fire that ball up there. He, he's kinda... he, has, he has a game similar to a guy I know. That guy's me. Stay outside <laughs> the three-point line between 20 and 40 feet. Jack it up. Don't go inside. That's not that's not where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be out, out, out in the wilderness shooting threes. I, I looked at some highlights of this guy, Jack Milky. He's he's a little bit goofy looking. He's got a really high release on his shot. You know, throws the ball in from <clears throat> from over his head, um, which makes it harder to defend and harder to you know to potentially stop. Um, he he will bury you from range if you let him. And he is a really really good outside shooter. But he's not. There's like literally nothing else that he's going to provide other than those those long range bombs. But you do need to don't lose Jack Milky. Because, again, 14 of 29 is really impressive from three-point range. Donald, let's get to some of the analytics. I think this could be the game. This could be the one where Duke tops 100 points. Because Southern Indiana plays, they play fairly fast. And they allow their opponents to get shots off fairly quickly. That's a formula that could work for Duke to, to get this game over 100 points. Hey there, Duke fans. You know, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-created meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors' fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. That's right, Jason. And Jason, I can tell you, I just got some meals. They're fantastic. And the great thing is, like you said, two minutes, mindless work, pop it in the microwave, do what you need to do, and it's ready to eat. No more cooking, no more cleaning pots and pans. And also, there's a lot of choices with 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So you'll always have new flavors to explore. All right. So head to factormeals.com slash DukeBB50. Use that code, DUKEBB50, to get 50% off your first box plus 
20% off your next month. That's code DUKEBB50 at factormeals.com. Get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy Factor Meals from the Duke Basketball Roundup. I, I, I looked and I tried to see what they do well. The only thing I could find is that they're a good defensive rebounding team. The, and and they're not a good offensive rebounding team. They're just a good, like, apparently on defense, like everybody on the team goes to the boards, that they sort of forego the uh, opportunity to get a fast break to to ensure that they will get a defensive rebound. And they're, you know, again, they're not great, but they're decent at defensive rebounding. But there's literally, there's literally nothing else in the analytics that indicates that, you know, that it's something they even do in the top 100, you know, top third of all teams in college basketball. They are small. You talked about that a little bit. They're 274th in height, according to Ken Palm. And there are times, if you sort of look back over, you know, who's in the game at different moments, there are times when the when a dude who's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, is the tallest player they have on the floor. Jack Milkey, who's 6'7. Or he's, he's, I forget. He's either yeah, 6'7. Six, six, seven. Six, seven. He is sometimes their center. <laughs> he's sometimes the tallest guy they have on the floor. Um. Other than Jack Milkey, they are a really bad shooting team. They hit less than 30% from three-point range. Remember, they got a guy who's hitting 50%. The rest of the team is just abysmally bad because as a team, they're hitting less than 30% from three. They hit just 47% of their two-point shots, which is really bad. They do not grab many offensive rebounds. Um, they're very poor at getting in the free throw line. They they just really, you know, it doesn't look like they take the ball into the lane very much. They don't post up, you know, a big man and try and get shots on the blocks or anything like that. They just get very, very few free throws. On defense, they're giving up like almost 35% from three-point range, which is not super high, but it's fairly high. They, you know, so they're not good at guarding the three-point line. They foul a lot. They put teams at the free throw line, uh, you know, way more than you'd like to as a team. And they don't force many turnovers. Um, If it sounds like I'm painting the picture of a team that is unlikely to win the game, uh, that's because they are a team that is very unlikely to present much of a challenge to Duke. Ken Pomeroy expects Duke to win this game 90 to 58. Looking for a, you know. I noticed that, Jason, because that's, I mean, that's abnormally high even for Ken Pom. Even with some of yeah. these games that we've seen, they, you know, Ken Pom's, you know, algorithm likes to keep it fairly close where, you know, it, even if it's a blowout, they're saying, oh, you'll win by 20 points or you'll win by 19 or something. I've never, I've rarely seen it where it says we're winning by 32 or, or more. Um, so that, yeah. that is indicative of kind of how they've been playing. And the, the last thing I have on them is uh, even though we've mentioned a few guys that you need to keep an eye on, this is a team that's going to use their bench a lot. Usually when we come into one of these games, you go, oh, Duke's going to have an advantage going to the bench. Uh, the, the reality is that Southern Indiana is a team that uses their bench, like among, almost as much as anybody in the country. There's no one on this team that typically plays 30 minutes per game. Um, they, they've just got a lot of a lot of guys who they feel like, oh, you know, these are interchangeable parts. And they are a team that makes a lot of use of the portal, the transfer portal. Uh, I, I checked and almost half the roster played someplace else before they came to Southern Indiana. So this is a well-traveled bunch of guys. And yeah, it it, it looks like, yeah, look, maybe, maybe Duke will eat too much turkey on Thursday. Maybe that happened, you know. But aside from something crazy like that, 
you would figure this is the kind of game where Duke's going to get to to play these guys further down the bench a bit, probably see the walk-ons at some point in this game. And, and it'll be a good game for, you know, us to maybe work on some stuff. Cause I don't think it's going to be super competitive. Jason, when you talked about the rotation, then you talked about how they use their bench a lot. I think this stat, or at least this, this metric is really indicative of that. The fact is Jason, their starting lineup of Jack champion, Jordan Tillman, Jeremiah Hernandez, Jack Milky, and AJ Smith. They have started, have been on the floor just 5.2% of the time. Couple that with our starting five has been on the floor over 20% of the time. And so like when you think about that, the most, the lineup they use the most is only on the court 5% of the time. Couple that with ours. I think you have to go six or seven different lineups deep before you get to something that has been on the court more, you know, just under 5% of the time for Duke that it means that they are throwing anything and everything at you. They will change formations around. They will change guys around. Guys are going to be coming in. Feel it feel it'll feel like every dead ball. It'll feel like somebody is checking into the game and switching this round to provide a look that you haven't seen before. That's their their method to try and beat you. What Duke needs to do is focus on what they do best: perimeter defense, take care of the basketball, and get the rebounds and go. I think those three things. If we can, you know, basically step up on those we can really have a really nice line of demarcation and say, this is, these are the stats that kind of put us in the driver's seat early on. And I think for me, looking back over the last couple of games, let's eliminate the stretches where we are sloppy and don't take care of the basketball. Those are, those are the keys I think we can look at in this game to hopefully help us as we move forward against Southern Indiana. I got nothing else, man. This is easy. This is good. So we are going to wrap that up here uh, on DBR Bryce number 27. Again, Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time, ACC Network is this game. Make sure you do that while you are sitting on your couch eating leftovers. But until then, for Jason Evans and for myself, Donald Wine, have a happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. If you you're, you're listening to this on Friday, so we hope you have had a happy Thanksgiving. And again, may, may the Duke Blue Devils be healthy, may they be wise, and may they be strong on Friday night. Until then, here's the Duke fan to take us out and play us out. You said take us out and play us home. I sure did. And I'm going to leave it in there. Was that intentional? No. (laughs) But you know how you say something and you hear it and you just keep going with it? (laughs) That's what happened. To take us out and you're like, uh, play us home. I don't want to stumble over it. I was in a a group, so. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) So we're just going to leave it in there. Hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see if we get any emails. Oh yeah, well I'm leaving this in as the uh, as the outtake oh, okay. so we can explain it. But yeah, DBR. <laughs> if, if, if if you like that, DBR podcast at gmail.com. There you go, man. <laughs>